What is up, everybody? Welcome to Off the Record. I'm your host, RJ Starsfield. I'm pleased to be joined by my great guest here, Tony Breidinger. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And obviously, you are primarily racing in the Arc of Menard series this year. You made waves in that series over there, doing a lot of things. We'll get to all of that here on the show. But first off, I mean, it's your first full-time year with Venture Motorsports in the Arca series. How's that been for you? Um, it's been good. It's definitely been a learning experience. We've had our ups and downs, but definitely the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this year is just, I've learned so much and I've been to so many tracks that I've never been to before. So, um, it's been good. It's been, um, definitely an experience and I'm excited about the progress that I made from the start of the season to right now as a driver. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy with how it's been going. Yeah, I know when I last talked to you kind of when you were just getting started, um, you know, even at Daytona at the beginning of the season and Charlotte kind of towards the middle. I mean, you're just kind of learning. And then, you know, the the thing that you want to do most is just progress as a race car driver, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I've, you know, worked on that a lot, even just going to like Kansas um, was it like a few weeks ago. And just compared to when I went there earlier in the season, I was like, it feels so much slower now. I feel like I'm so much more relaxed. Um, so I just feel like everything's kind of moving slower and I can just process everything better and just apply everything better and give better feedback. So um, all around, it was kind of cool to just go to there since I went to that track earlier this season. I was really able to kind of compare the progress that I made. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and I imagine that's kind of a feel good feeling when you get to, you know, go to tracks or maybe if you're going to tracks for the second time that you've been before to kind of compare like your progress from where you were, like when you were really, really first getting going and now kind of like a year or two into ARCA, you know, kind of seeing where the progress is, the results as far as clock and laps and feeling comfortable in the race car. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for next year and just knowing all the tracks that I'm going to, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm excited for. Cause I feel like you can kind of go in with that extra little bit of confidence like okay I've been there before and even just I mean you can go on iRacing and of course it helps but I mean when you're actually like there on the track like nothing compares like what you feel in the driver's seat so um, I think that'll definitely kind of give me that extra little boost going into the races next year. Yeah, and then you gotta get a huge mix this year, especially in Arca. You get high speed tracks, super speedways, mm-hmm. short tracks, road course, dirt races. I mean, you've mm-hmm. you've done a lot of stuff this year, and I know you you've raced, uh, you know, in some midget cars before, right? You've ran on some. You did you run those on on dirt and pavement? Um, so I did mostly pavement racing when I was in the midget stuff, um, which I feel like is kind of rare. I feel like a lot of people come from the dirt side of midgets, yeah. but um, yeah, I pretty much ran at like Midair Speedway, Las Vegas Bullring. Uh, like Stockton, just a lot of like the West Coast pavement tracks. So um, dirt isn't really my expertise, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how was that for you? Because obviously, you know, in Arca, you go to two dirt races a year, kind of right next to each other uh, yeah. you know, in that, especially the one of the dirt races where it's in that weird schedule. Where it's like you run one race on like Friday or something, and then you're running dirt on Sunday and the, the really weird schedule that, that happens there. But for the two dirt races for you, I mean, how comfortable did you feel running those races you still feel Um, on edge all the time I'm sure but yeah definitely the first dirt race at Springfield I was not comfortable I was like I felt like a fish out of water and I'm sure I looked like that out there um it definitely was kind of one of those races that I'm like okay let's just move on from this one like learn from it and nobody ever talked to me about this again um but to coin I felt way more comfortable we actually didn't get any practice or qualifying so I was like oh gosh like I felt awful at Springfield now we don't have any practice or qualifying and I'm just supposed to like go here. Um, But immediately I felt way better on the track. I think I just 
kind of was having a rough day at Springfield, felt like uncomfortable and it's just hard to kind of gain that confidence back in the race, especially when I think things were just kind of breaking. The track was kind of tearing apart the car. So it was just a little tense and stress. Plus I just didn't feel comfortable. So um, Decoy like was going a lot better until we destroyed the front end of the car. I think we either ran over a piece of lead or a piece of the track came up. And um, so, yeah, not the greatest experiences at the dirt races this year, but it was fun while I was in the race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as, as, as pavement, so pavement, uh, you know, we'll talk about that. Obviously I have more experience on those yeah. types of racetracks. Is there anything you have kind of favorited more? You, you're more of a short track person. You like, you like the super speedways, the faster tracks. Um, I would say it's funny cause I've changed. Like as I've gone through the season, I used to hate the intermediate tracks, but like last time I went to Michigan and Kansas, I was like, wait, they're kind of growing on me. Like I like these. Um, but before I used to be like all short tracks, like I just love the short tracks. I only want to go to short tracks. Um, but I definitely kind of grew onto the intermediate tracks and the super speedways are so fun because they happen like twice a year. I don't know if I'd want to race them like every single race. <laughs> um, but I like that, you know, when they come around, it's kind of special when they're there. Um, but yeah, I say I kind of enjoy all the tracks that we've been going to. I think, um, Bristol is probably like one of my new favorite tracks. That was really, really fun to drive on. So, yeah, I know you had an unfortunate, you know, an incident happen at, at Bristol recently. I mean, I'm pretty sure you were kind of just getting comfortable in the car. Cause it was earlier in the race, right? Obviously you just have a spin in front of you. And yeah, it was very early in the race. So we had that. And then, um, a little bit of like brake problems too, that I think that kind of like progressed the issue of since I like broke so hard to avoid that little spin. Um, so we just kind of had like all the odds stacked against us, but, um, uh, firing off, like I felt like that was one of our more solid, um, runs at a track, just firing off and everything. So, um, we had the speed just no luck. <laughs> yeah. No luck. Yeah. Luck sucks, especially for, for Amber too. I know every week it seems I know. wiped out by somebody. It's pretty sad. I'm like, damn, I feel like every week. Cause I got to, you know, cause I got to write about it uh, in the race recaps and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like a recurring thing. I'm like, once again, Amber gets taken out by somebody whoever, whoever I know. It is this week that just decides, you know what? I'm gonna wipe out the 30 car. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why it sucks. Yeah. And Poor I, Amber. I know she kept saying in interviews, she was like, it wasn't Tony. I know. She's the sweetest. Like before I even get out, got out of my car, she came up to my car and I was still just like, literally just like pulled up. And she was like, I said in the interview, like it wasn't you, like before like, I even got out. So that was really cool for her. I appreciate that. Because I think sometimes people like to pin us against each other when we're really like cool with each other. So yeah. kind of. Exactly. especially when you don't really have too many like replay interviews and people just like guess and they're like you know they just pair two cars together and something that happens so yeah that yeah that part kind of stinks but yeah it's uh, the incident parts i know a lot of unfortunate things happen when you run into people but as far as like the the full season goes i mean obviously you know you're running the full season running you know points and everything like that and i know and you know, i don't want to put a challenge on you but you're, you're you're 10 points behind Greg Van Alstyne. I know. Final two races. <laughs> yeah. You know, are you, are you thinking we're, you know, make something happen here? I mean, is that, is that a, yeah. it's like on your, are you thinking about that at all or like? Yeah, it's definitely on my mind. And um, yeah, like at, what was it, Decoin, when I like had to come in early, I was like, oh my gosh, like this sucks for like the points battle and everything. And I know it's just for fourth, which to some people probably isn't like a huge deal, but I mean, we've been like working all season for this. So it'd be nice to kind of, get that little extra bit and get forth. So. 
you know, it, whether it's fourth or fifth, because I know Sammy Smith somehow has just been an absolute menace to society. And oh, my gosh. All the way up the standings, because I was I was doing something like a, a few weeks ago and I was like, Sammy Smith, I was blah, blah, you know, winning the Arc East title, not really running for Arc National points. And then someone kind of like corrected me. He's like, oh, he's up there in the points. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just came in and started going on a hot streak. So whether it's fourth or fifth, yeah. but I know those points are crucial because like a lot of people, you know, on the outside don't understand too. I mean, those are bonuses for, for teams and then crews and everything like mm -hmm. that. And obviously just feel good for everyone too, if you can finish higher in the sponsor. So there's a lot of things you're working for as a driver, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and that kind of leads me to my next point, like all, all the partners that you have, like in the sport, I think that's really cool. All this, all the sponsorships and the branding that you've been able to bring together. Cause you're someone that you've always been in a racing background, right? You've just, you've, you've been racing for a while now, and now you're starting to make your way up the ranks, but now is kind of, you know, this last year, I feel like you've been in a bunch of amazing partnerships with people like, like hair club and all your great sponsors and Triller and, and now Victoria's secret, the big deal that just got announced. Like what was that a few weeks ago? I think. Yeah, I was right before, I think it was the day before Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. So big, I mean, big stuff. I mean, how important, I mean, we know in NASCAR and talk to so many people, especially on like smaller teams and especially in the ARCA series, how much sponsorship means to just being able to race every weekend. So, I mean, mm -hmm. how like it, it's definitely a lot of feel good situations when you get these deals done, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sponsors are what keep me racing. And I think um, some people from the outside don't always understand like how it all works with racing and everything but it's a pay-to-play sport so if you're not paying for your ride then you're not going to go racing and uh, for some people that might be their parents but for me and some other drivers it's going to be from like actual sponsors so I think sometimes people see it as oh they're not focused they're like she's doing photo shoots and she's doing this and everyone's like go model instead of go racing I'm like well, all this like circle, I'm doing this for racing. This all circles back for racing and racing is my number one priority. I will never go to a photo shoot and um, miss a race. Like it's my number one priority. So, I mean, that's just part of work when I have to do and it's not traditional. It's not what a lot of people are doing, but I mean, that's what makes it cool and exciting. And um, I don't feel the need to fit into what everyone else is doing because I feel like everyone else is doing their thing. And, you know, to make it up through the ranks, you're going to have to change it up a little bit and do something new. Yeah, so. exactly. And I think that's, what's really cool about what everything you got going is. Cause like, like I mentioned, like you've, you've been racing for a while and you just came up running for whatever team you could, but now you've progressed up the ranks in your racing career. And now you're starting to build all those sponsorships. So it's not like you came from all this, all this money and sponsorships and yeah. like, yeah, I'll just race on the side. Like racing is what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think social media kind of, you know, when people see somebody like getting followers or they see you on like whatever news page or whatever it may be, it's like you just see like that one article and you don't see like the whole backstory and it just kind of looks like I snapped my fingers one day and it all kind of appeared. But no, I mean, I've been working for this forever and just even like all the partners that I wanted, it's just like a dream working with them. And I mean, when I was nine, I was like writing about this in my journal and everything's kind of coming together. So it's definitely been a process it just doesn't really look like that from the outside for sure and you got a great team of people i know that that work with you obviously you know seeing them at the racetrack all the people that work with you and you're like i, I work with tony i work with tony and they're, yeah. and they're all great people getting deals together i mean just getting you on the show and, and getting you obviously things much much bigger than this i mean how important are just building the crew around you as well a, bit, a good team to keep your career going 
Yeah, it's essential. I mean, you definitely need people in your corner, especially, you know, with racing, like it's very political and you need to, you know, make the right moves because like one bad move can give you a bad season and that could kind of like put you out for like the rest of your career, not to be dramatic, but like a Loki can. Um, so just like moving up the ranks, it's so important to like have the right people in your corner. And there's so many people that will act like they want to be in your corner. If times get rough, they'll kind of leave you hanging. So um, for me, like working with Roman Empire Management has been amazing. They've um, really helped me through even like, I mean, they helped me when I was in late models and got me to this point. So um, yeah, it's definitely important to get with people that don't want to just hop on the train. They'll push it. So yeah, exactly. Help you keep going. And we'll be back here with more on off the record. And welcome back here on off the record here with Tony Bridinger. And I want to talk a little bit about the, the season opener, the Arca season opener at Daytona at Turan. I was there for that, uh, that whole weekend, that whole wild weekend. Obviously you were there for a few days with the Arca series. So you were in, I can't, remember off the top of my head exactly right no not it was ninth right you ended up at Daytona yes we didn't know because like that green white checkered at the end like I thought I was wrecking my team thought I was in fifth so we didn't know until like later on but I think it was the ninth <laughs> yeah that race was kind of weird because I think they never they never threw a caution on the white flag did they because I know they had wasn't that that was the race where Drew Dollar ended up wrecking on the back yeah that was, <laughs> that was they never threw a yellow for that did they no, they didn't, which was kind of surprising considering that that was a pretty aggressive hit. So I don't know what that call was, but <laughs> it was an aggressive hit. And then he, he had two of those in one day. Jeez. Yeah. But, and so, cause you guys were higher in the order. Like you said, you were like fifth on the backstretch. Right. And then you ended up, cause you were kind of like, you know, in that whole, everyone started just flustering around and then yeah I was kind of in that whole mix and like down the entire back straight away like I was I did not have my stuff together I was like you can't really tell watching the video but I was like turning right trying to save it like trying not to get off the gas and it was, it was a lot um but yeah we ended up ninth but um yeah it was like chaotic and that whole race in general I feel like was pretty chaotic at least for me I wasn't really up there with my teammates and I had to like find my way up and then kind of not really get the spot that I need to be in and go back down come back up so yeah. uh, that was a fun race though yeah, I know those races like super speedways nowadays is almost like if you made it to the end and you cross the start finish line with a yeah. car, it's almost like just a giant accomplishment just to do that. And I mean, for the first race of the season for Arca, there's always there's always, you know, in any super speedway race, honestly, any series now, there's going to be a bid wreck. There's going to be the big one. There's going to be yeah. wrecks here and there. And just to survive that, I don't know how close you were like to some of these wrecks and avoiding them and stuff like that. I, I trying to replay the race back i remember there was one where someone like hit me under caution and i was like oh no is this really how i'm gonna go out wrecking under caution i forget who it was but i think it was like down the back street or something like i just remember someone ran into the back like it wasn't even like the caution just came out like it's been out for like a hot minute and i was like no way someone is about to wreck me under caution how embarrassing oh my god that happened at charlotte i don't know if you saw it didn't that happen at charlotte because i remember i was on i was on pit road and uh -huh. i wasn't looking at the big screen because i can't you know really see when i'm standing on yeah. the road and i guess there was some car that just wrecked on the backstretch under caution and wrecked oh, into no. Daniel Dye under oh Dye. my I gosh i didn't i didn't know that That's i think funny. it was it was because he had an issue and he went to the back he was in some car was like catching up to the field and trying to oh and they just like nailed them. and spun it out and just hit him and yeah. I didn't even see that. And people are texting me like, Hey, are you going to post about that? And I was like, what? I was like, I did not even catch that, but man, you got hit uh -huh. under yellow at Daytona. I didn't even. Yeah. Know. And I remember like my teammate got wrecked too. I don't know if that was Talladega or Daytona, but I remember Gustine 
got like taken out by somebody like when we were all like lined up already and I remember seeing all this unfold in front of me I was like what is happening why are you guys wrecking <laughs> we're lined up right now like it was just so strange but um yeah I think it's just because like you're going so fast and then you don't realize how fast you're going until there's a car right there and it's like oh yeah. shit like I just I'm not supposed to say shit, but oh shoot, <laughs> there's a car that's like stopped right there. So um, yeah, you don't really realize it at those tracks, like how fast you're going because everything's kind of gets yeah. into like this blur of, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and then there was a moment too at Daytona where you, there was a restart where you were kind of towards the front, like were you on the I was, I was pushing Corey. Yeah. Pushing Corey. And then yeah, did you like ditch you to the bottom and then. He did, he did. I, <laughs> Parker, my other teammate, he was like on the bottom and he couldn't let me in. I, I, I got a better restart than him, but he said, sorry, after, yeah. but it's okay. I understand like in those situations, it's kind of risky to like, let us come down and everything, but I got a solid restart. I left out on the outside and <laughs> that was kind of it for me. Unfortunately that happens, yeah. Yeah. especially with the ARCA package. Like I know there's, there's only so much you can do with kind of the package that you guys run on the super speedways and creating. Oh yeah. It feels like you have to build it up over like lap after lap and Oh, Corey's got it figured out though. He's, he's been mm -hmm. the guy for like the last, I think he's won yeah, two in a row now. And yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll go for another one next year. Who knows? But yeah, he's, he's definitely got down. He's on the show next week. So anything you want to reload it, relay over to him, let him, let us, let me know. And <laughs> I'll think of something. <laughs> we're not going down with you, but I mean, I mean, yeah, that was, that was an interesting race. And then Talladega, uh, the next super speedway that you ran, that didn't, didn't end very well for you. Did you had like two, <laughs> nasty hits like in two days didn't you like the first one was like pretty rough that car was killed the second one wasn't all that bad initially and then somebody who was like spinning out like hit me a second time and i was like now we're killed like <laughs> yeah, so like, what did tony do to deserve this awful luck on talladega weekend like it's crashed yeah. in practice and then crashed in the race <laughs> yeah and it's funny because i remember like i think i jinxed myself because i remember we were supposed to get like a second set of decals and I was like, no, like, we're not going to wreck in practice. Like, if I wreck in practice, like, I'm, like, that's literally not going to happen. And, of course, you wrecked in practice. And we didn't have, like, the extra decals from my car. So then somebody had to, like, bring them from, like, North Carolina, drive down, and, like, bring us our decals. But it's like, I think I jinxed myself. I'm never going to be cocky like that again and just be like, I'm not going to wreck in practice. We don't need decals. So, um, yeah, I was like, maybe I just brought that on to myself somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and for people that don't really know about, like, Arcus, Arca practice qualifying, for like because it's not aired on tv or people who just don't keep track of it that much it's basically it's one practice qualifying session at and usually you guys run out like for talladega was it set groups that you guys got put out in right same as yeah so i think it was like however you got through tech maybe or something like that because i remember like we were supposed to be in a group with like some of my other teammates and then we got some like two other cars that weren't really with us and we i don't even think it was qualifying though like I think it was just practice because nobody else was, dra was drafting like it was only our group that was drafting which we shouldn't have been doing that in the first place that was probably not the move for all of us to draft and practice but we were like I think it was literally just like three laps that we had to do and it was like the last lap that I wrecked and I was like great is so that is that wait so is that how they do it for Daytona like for the groups do they so Daytona was Talladega we didn't have qualifying actually that's, yeah that's right yeah because i remember i was supposed to start by owner's points but then we went to the backup so i could start last which yeah. was 
a whole nother situation. <laughs> yeah. So date, so like a track like Daytona where they put them out in the groups. Cause I always wonder how they did that. I can't yeah. Daytona that. was groups and it's random. And three of my teammates oh. totally random got in the same group. And like, I was like, if I was on any other team, I'd be like, this is rigged. But it definitely was not like they literally just by chance all ended up in the same group. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of you guys. <laughs> yeah, but you ended up on, on another group. Yeah, I was with like Daniel Dye and a couple others. And I think we qualified like our whole group was like 13, 14, 15, like 16 or something. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I should dig deep into more. How that, I guess it was random. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. I, I kind of do remember that. But that's interesting. Yeah. But it adds a very weird dynamic. Like, so for you coming from the back at Talladega, like, you, you know, you already know that, you know, you got in a crash the day before and mm -hmm. starting in the back at Talladega. Like, did you make like was your mindset like all right i gotta go up to the front as quick as i can or were you kind of just still like chillaxing you know hanging in the back is um i definitely wanted to get through because i remember my teammate Gustine was kind of like in the middle of the pack and i was like I, I was like nobody wants to work with us like i mean we have like three other teammates out there so uh we kind of just like rely on each other so i was like i don't think anybody's gonna help me out here unless i get to him so i was like i need to do everything i can to just get to my teammate and then we can like work together from there uh, and we did a little bit and I think we, I think we broke into like the top 10 at one point and then kind of got shuffled back. But, um, but yeah, I was just trying to <laughs> look for my teammate, honestly. Oh my God, I just remember that was the race that got shortened due to time. And yes. So, like, and the ending was like chaotic. I think didn't, who won that even? Nick I Sanchez. Thought, yeah, Nick, you're right. Nick that was a weird race. race. And because for me, my story is I'm sitting here at home. And for some reason, of course, ironically, I had to turn the volume off down on my TV for the race to, to take care of something else. So I'm watching it just on my TV. I can't hear any TV audio, yeah. nothing. And I see it's like nine to go. I think it was. And they were battling for the lead. And then the caution comes out and I was like, oh, shoot, caution. OK. And I kind of looked down back down at Twitter again. And I look back up and it says unofficial results like Nick Sanchez mm -hmm. wins the race. I was like. Huh? That was that was a little weird ending. I was watching that and I was like, how does that work? Like, that was pretty funny because they were like, well, Xfinity's coming up. You guys are getting the boot. Just yeah, I think that happened to us at Pocono too. I think our race got shortened, maybe one more even. So. I think so. Oh, that's that's been the infamous thing this year because every race recap I have to write about ARCA. It's usually every few weeks there's a race that could shorten something. It's either rain or yeah. darkness or time. We've yeah. seen it all this year. There's nothing, there's not much we really haven't seen in ARCA yeah, this year. Yeah, true. And so they've all, they've all been shortened for something, but yeah, that one was, was very strange. I can't remember if you were in any of the other ones that were, were shortened. Cause I know there's been like three Arca West races that were cut short this year. Oh, really? Rain time. Like I think Sonoma was time. Portland was rain and something else was like daylight too, or something like that. I have no yeah. idea. I can't remember if you were in any other like national races that got shortened. I think I Pocono, we were shortened a little bit because it was getting dark. Um, and then DeCoin was like rain shortened, but I was out anyways and was ready to go home. So I was like, yeah, let's wrap this up guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you, when you crash in like races like that, like a Talladega, I can't remember how earlier, if it was earlier or late in the race that you crashed or like, were you still going through like the, the post-race stuff when that race ended? Um, yeah. So I think I, I crashed pretty early on, but I sat on like the pit box after the race, um, and just watched and, uh, it was like, I guess, I think listening to like Corey Himes radio and still trying to learn something even though you're not in the car so uh yeah just kind of saw the pit box kind of sad but at least i was 
being somewhat productive, I guess. <laughs> it is sad. It is sad. But, but on, a, on a on a more positive note, you know, you've had some 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 good runs. I know nine. I think ninth is the the best finish you've had this year. But you've had it like multiple times. I think you did it at Daytona. You had yeah. 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 Kansas too, right? Ninth place. Yes. So Kansas, Kansas was a pretty. I'm trying to just recall it. I imagine that was a pretty smoothish race for you. Kansas went, yeah, really smooth for us, um, which was nice because I feel like that was like going into it. I was like, that's my least favorite track. And I was just like, I just want to like improve. And like the race honestly went super smooth for us. It was just overall a good, like solid weekend, like nothing chaotic or anything. So yeah, it was kind of pretty chill. And now that ARCA runs twice a year at Kansas mm-hmm. and then you ran there last year. I mean, you got a lot of laps at this place, so it helps. It helps you feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to know what to expect. So um, I definitely feel like that helped me going into it is just kind of just like knowing, like even just knowing pit road and like everything like that, it just makes you feel more comfortable. Okay, yeah, I've been here. So exactly, exactly. We'll be back here with more on off the record. We'll go back here on off the record. Once again, joined by Tony Breidinger. And I wanted to ask you about, you know, obviously we're talking a lot about ARCA racing. We talk a little about the midget racing you've done in the past, but you know, there's racing that a lot of people do outside of this. And I know you've been doing what some late, some late model action lately. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of late model testing and I just did my second race um, with this team, Lee Falk racing, which is out of North Carolina. So um, I just started racing with them, which I feel like has already improved, especially like my short track program on the ARCA side. So um, it's nice. I feel like it's helping me develop my race craft and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's big stuff, like just seat time, especially mm-hmm. when you've got two short tracks coming up in Salem and Toledo on yep. the rest of the ARCA schedule. So is that, was that kind of, was it part of the reason why you went out there and got some more laps in the short tracks? Yeah, definitely. Kind of like when the short tracks came around, I was like, I, don't know, I feel like I'm kind of like losing touch of like, you know, like even just like the little things and just like your natural like ability and everything like that. I was like, I feel like I need to kind of freshen up. And it's like, sometimes like in the ARCA schedule, there's like random breaks where like, you're not racing for a few weeks and I feel like everyone else was racing. And I was like, dang, I feel like I'm kind of getting behind here. So uh, for me, I just wanted to make laps and get seat time and really just improve my race craft and um, just practice the little things like restarts, qualifying, and just um, you know, your overall like speed getting onto the track and just random stuff like that. I just wanted to um, kind of improve because I feel like once you get to like the big ARCA races, it's not really, it's still like a development series and you need to learn everything, but I feel like there's a lot more pressure to perform. So I'd rather, you know, perfect everything and make as many mistakes in like the lower ranks, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And you feel like that's the best way to kind of handle like these, like you said, in the schedule, there can, you guys can have four races, four weekends in a row, and you guys could have five weeks with nothing. Yeah. Like it's, it's an interesting how, how the schedule can work. Sometimes you think that's yeah. the best way to kind of do it. Like, all right, I got a bunch of weeks off. Let's, you know, is that kind of on your mind? Like, let me find something to do. Yeah. If I have an empty weekend where I'm not doing something, I'm just like so anxious. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. I need to be doing something like this weekend. I have a week off, which it's been a minute since I've had one, but I'm like, this feels like so strange. I feel like I need to be racing. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like the more seat time, the better. Um, just even like I tested, like, what was it? Or I raced like twice last week, literally. And I feel like I haven't raced in forever. So <laughs> I feel like if I don't do it once a week, then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been like months. <laughs> do you have, do you have any more, uh, late model seat time plan for the rest of the year? Yeah. So I'm doing, I think it's right before Toledo that I'm doing one. I think it's the fall brawl at Hickory, which is one of the bigger races that they have. Um, so I'll be doing that race. So nice. you said Hickory. Yes. Hickory. Yeah. A lot of people say good things about that racetrack. So 
I'm, I'm hoping to get there sometime. Have you raced on Hickory before? Um, yes. Yeah, so I used to race her a good bit. Um, back in, I want to say like 2018, I ran the pro late model series and they ran at Hickory a lot. So I have a lot of rap- laps around there. So, um, I like that track. It's definitely, everyone says like, if you can win at that track, you can win anywhere. I guess it's one of the more difficult ones, but yeah. Yeah. I say it's pretty hard to win. I know the people that, that win at it are very excited when they win. Yeah. yeah I've, I've won a Hickory before. So hey, if you can get the job done, then that's yeah. the, to put on your resume, I guess. And like, like we mentioned, definitely. you got, Two short tracks coming up on the on the rest of the Arca schedule, and I imagine there's no like, well, Arca E series is over, so I imagine that those are the two Arca races you got left this year, right? Yes, those are the last two. Salem, Salem, and Toledo. So is there is there one you like better than the other? So I've never raced an Arca car on either. Um, Salem, I heard, is very similar to Winchester, which I've been to Winchester before. Um, so I've heard it's pretty similar to that, um, Toledo I've tested like a silver crown car there before, which is very different to an ARCA car. Um, but I kind of, at least I'm more familiar with that track. And I feel like it's a little, I don't want to say less technical than Salem, but I feel like Salem's a little more aggressive with like the banking. It's a little bit more of like a rougher surface. Um, I've heard Salem's a pretty tricky track in itself. So, um, I'm excited for both of them. I feel like, um, there's, a good bit maybe that I could apply from Bristol going into Salem since they're both pretty high bank. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the high bank tracks are pretty cool. I remember the last time I talked to to Corey, like a few months back, like we had sat here and just, we literally sat here, I think for like 20 minutes and talked about how much we both love Winchester and how cool of a racetrack it is. He loves Winchester. So, um, but, but Salem, I know we had, we had Billy Venturini on the show like a month ago or something like that. We're talking about all the different teammates that, uh, you know, Venturini brings in through the season, all the different drivers and whether it's just for a road course or for a short track or for a dirt race, like you got a lot of people that come into the, you know, the part-time cars, like the 55 or the 20 or whatever number it is. Yeah. So like for you as, as you're the full-time driver, pretty much one of the only ones for Venturini, yes. you know, you got a lot of different teammates coming in. Is it, you know, do, do you like that kind of having a lot of different people to lean on as far as different tracks? Like, how was that for you from your perspective? Yeah, I think anytime I have a teammate, it's nice. I mean, when I first started racing in ARCA, I didn't really have any teammates that were racing in ARCA. And um, just kind of like, I guess the past few years in racing, I maybe have like one teammate, but for the most part, I was like racing by myself. So like this year, I'm like, I have so many teammates. This is so exciting. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed it because just kind of nice to be able to lean on them. And everyone has like very different backgrounds and also very different personalities. So just like, fun to like go into the shop and I don't know, just like get advice, but also just like talk to people and have friends in a social life. So <laughs> exactly, that's always good. And like, just being with Toyota, like outside of Arca, is there like people that you talk to, like say that race a Toyota truck or Xfinity or something like that? Yeah, we all train at the same facility for the most part. So um, I'll see people in passing, but I usually just hang with most of my teammates. And I feel like lately I haven't even had time to like hang out with anybody, but um, yeah, for the most part, I just kind of see people in passing. So yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. I know one of the, uh, one of the guys was like Tom, Tom Hesser. Like he comes from, you know, kind of like an ARCA veteran guy and I think yeah. he's ran on some of the short tracks. Like were you able to get any short, short track pointers from, from the good old Tom? Yeah, I did talk to him a little bit. I want to say it was at Elko. Um, I think he did that race in like another one of those kind of similar tracks like around that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was definitely helpful to talk to. I mean, he has a bunch of laps under his belt. So um, yeah, whenever you can talk to somebody with experience and kind of just bounce ideas off of them or be like, how's your car and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's helpful. 
Yeah, and he he ran at IRP, I believe, too, and that was one of the yes. events that I kind of wanted to note on too. Going to IRP, that was a big event for a lot of people. You know, bringing bringing NASCAR back. Arca had went yeah. there, then went there in a few years, bringing the trucks back for the first time in a long time. You guys shared that night uh, with the <laughs> truck series, running a double header. You know, and how how was that for you? Because you you had raced to IRP before that, right? Yeah, so I've raced in the open wheel stuff at IRP, um, and. It was never really like one of my favorite tracks. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like in the Arca car, but we actually, you know, had decent speed there. I think that was like probably one of my better, definitely one of my better tracks that I've been to this year. Like we had good pace. And I honestly thought like I might even get like a top five tonight. I was like, oh, I think we get like a top five. And then I kind of made a little bit of a mistake and we did not get a top five. <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely kind of went a little bit past my limit there, but it was cool to like have that speed and see like our race pace was like capable of being up there. Um, but yeah, I think I got a little bit too overconfident at one point. So yeah, it, it happens. But yeah. I, I thought it was a cool track to where is you could run, you could run outside the inside or like where, where did you find yourself primarily on the track? Were you testing like everything out or? Yeah, uh, I'd say we were pretty, like, I would kind of, like, enter in the middle and, like, go, I would kind of make, like, a diamond, especially, like, one and two, like, diamond the turn a little bit, so I'd kind of come in more, there's, like, seams in the track, so there's always a seam that I was, like, okay, I'm gonna hit my left side on here, and then carry the momentum, kind of, like, float up a little bit and come back down, so um, I would say it was, like, kind of middle and, like, got, like, a little bit up close to the wall, but um, I didn't just, like, hang it out there the entire time, um, but yeah, I really liked that track, it was really, really fun, I'm excited to go back hopefully next year. Yeah, hopefully. I think I'd, I I would assume that's the plan to go back. I feel like it was yeah. a, a big enough weekend that they'll bring it back. And then and then Iowa was someplace that you guys at the Arca Series. I can't remember. I think you guys skipped Iowa last or no, I think you went to Iowa the year before. I couldn't remember how the schedule was working out, but at least all of NASCAR really hasn't. You guys were yeah. the only people going to, to Iowa in the moment. And I'm pretty sure you'll be back next year. I'm not sure. But was that was that a track that you you had some enjoyment with too? Like all the multiple gurus honestly like the only thing i remember from iowa is that i remember we rained out and didn't race until like 11 o'clock at night or something right. super late. so that race like i honestly like it's such a blur to me all i remember is the rain and it honestly wasn't one of my better tracks i didn't take a liking to it as much but i feel like if i went back there now I would like it a lot more, but I think I was just, just cause there were so many lanes. I was like, almost like in practice, I was like, I literally don't know what lane to go in or like, you know, like usually I have like pretty direct reference points, like Bristol, like there's only one way you're going to run this track. Um, and I feel like Iowa, there was like so many lanes and different ways to run it. I was just like, I am kind of lost and trying to process everything and I'm lost. So that was one of my more tough tracks, but all I remember is the rain and that's pretty much it. That, yeah. I totally forgot about that part. That race didn't end until like one two in the morning or something like that yeah i remember it was such a blur because i'm so exhausted uh after like because there was racing before that too all day at you know somewhere else but arca just yeah you know, kind of had the end cap of the night at iowa and i remember that was like that was one of the mistakes i made in the article recently like when brandon jones won his recent arca race it was his third win of the season but i put it was his second because yeah. i totally forgot iowa happened and i totally forgot that he was the winner of that race honestly so, if you asked me who it was i wouldn't have remembered either. <laughs> i didn't either i was they were like they were like i think brandon jones has three arc wins this year i was like really i was like thought he just won charlotte and, and whatever he just won last yeah and they were like he won iowa i was like iowa yeah iowa happened that's right yeah. it did <laughs> i got like three hours of sleep that night yeah that yeah, was nice literally. but geez yeah some of those nights are blur and like those those rain delays you guys haven't had well ton of those i think wasn't 
the race that got postponed the, the dirt race that got postponed like the only race that's been postponed. yes and that's the first time i've actually this is crazy because decoin was the first race that i've ever had get rained out to the point like we have to stay an extra night like i've never had that happen before and the next thing happened at the next race at kansas we had to stay an extra day and i've never i've literally never had a rain delay and we had two in a row and i was like this is wild that we're like, I don't know. I was like, I need to buy some stuff because I was not prepared to stay the second night here. Um, but yeah, I was like, that was crazy that happened. Like the weather just doesn't vibe with us at all. No, not really. NASCAR <laughs> usually. They say wherever you go, the weather just the bad weather follows us there and the yeah. rained out or something like that. But those are always interesting for teams, especially like in Arca. I think there was a team that um I feel like there was a team in that race that just like left because they couldn't stay the night. Like it's crazy because like you probably on, the race on monday which yeah. people have like lives and work like i can't imagine like it's like hard to balance so especially yeah especially in arca i mean after, yeah there's some teams back there in the garage that they got day jobs and so yeah the race doesn't run on time they're like all right guys i gotta go uh gotta go gotta go to work yeah um, for real day tuesday or whatever so i think there was a team that headed out but yeah luckily you know for you guys you guys had to stay but obviously it sucks and you know an inconvenience any for everyone when you get a rain delay but kind of the the last the last little thing that i want to chat on as far as like the schedule was that was that one weekend that we kind of noted on a little bit earlier where you ran you'd run watkins Glen friday yeah and then springfield sunday which i think is just like the greatest combination of racetracks for a three-day span of racing yeah you go to a road course super fast road course by the way which you were not feeling 100 percent. no i felt worried. awful <laughs> no i felt that whole weekend i was like this is probably the worst weekend to get sick just because like the road course and then dirt race and they're just like so different you have to like just mentally and physically be so ready for that and i was like i am so not ready for this i felt so sick i was nervous for practice at walk-ins because i was like i felt like i didn't feel terrible well i felt sick the day before but like once I got there and I think it was just a mixture of like the heat and just like walking around because like that garage area is so big. I was like, oh my God, I literally, like I was at the driver's meeting. I was like, I am melting. I was like trying to stay in the shade. Then I got yelled at for sitting in the shade because they thought I wasn't listening. I was like, no, I'm like literally going to pass out right now. Um, but yeah, that race was, I was honestly just trying to survive. Like most of the time I get races, I'm like, let's go. Like, you know, but this time I was like, I just want to not make any mistakes, not miss any shifts and just get through this thing and survive it. So that was my goal for that. Still finished top 15 and finished the race and race. Yeah. Some pretty stout competitors in there, like all the road ringers and stuff like that. And then you go to Springfield two days later. So how was like, was there a different, obviously recovery process you had to do, or did you, did you feel any better for Springfield? Um, so actually at spring, I felt terrible at, like after Watkins Glen. And then like the next day when we, got back here, I got like this IV. So I was like, okay, hopefully this helps. And then we flew out, like basically like we flew, like Saturday we flew back to, or flew to Decoin, not Decoin, Springfield. So we flew to Decoin, um, Springfield. <laughs> Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> we flew to Springfield on Saturday. So we didn't even have like a full day. Like we flew back Friday night and then Saturday afternoon we flew to Springfield. And I remember on that flight, like I started getting hives. So then when we landed at Springfield, I had to go to the ER because like my entire body was covered in highs and I had to get like this shot <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it was yeah, not fun. So I was still not feeling good for that race. And then like we went out like in practice and tore the nose off literally like in the first three laps I did. And I was like, I feel terrible. <laughs> I just like tore the nose off this thing and it was not a good weekend. So <laughs> you still had, I think then you head to Milwaukee. It was like the weekend after that. 
Yes. I liked Milwaukee, but I did like, I still like, didn't feel stamina wise, like 100% for that race, but I did really like that race. Yeah. Milwaukee's for you guys. I, th- I believe we'll, we'll be back there next year along with the truck series again. So you enjoyed yeah. it. You, you went to Milwaukee. Did Arca race in Milwaukee the year before was last time? I think so. I think they did. I think that because mm-hmm. that was like a big announcement that they were returning there and then they raced again last year. And now that the truck series is coming, was that was I am curious, was the crowd turnout good for the Arca race? Like, was there a decent crowd there for that race? Um, let me remember. What did you I guys have any like support? Like, this trying to remember things. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys have like a support series with you too? Yes, we did. I remember there's like these, um, I want to say there was like a late model group. And then I remember they had like these older cars that went out. Like it was like a mixture of different cars I remember watching. And there's like some fun ones out there. Um, But I think the turnout was decent. I don't remember though. So don't quote me on that. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, it was fun. I remember like the car count was good. because I think we had, I think that was the race when we had like those five other females in it. So that was. You guys made history that race. That was, that was perfect. Cool. Yeah. And I'll ask you about that too. Obviously you're, you're a big part of just, you know, continuing that path for, for women in the sport. And you guys had that big, big moment in Milwaukee where, yeah, you guys had five, five women in that race, right. In the Arca race. Yes. I think it might've even been six of us, including six. myself. Did you guys take a picture before that? Wasn't we did take there? a photo all together in the media center. Um, Cause I know there was the two Ambers, Stephanie, Mandy and me. Oh, so it was five. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Still, still, yeah, still making history at yeah. Milwaukee, and, and hopefully keeping that going. And like we said, hopefully the the luck turns up for for Amber. Probably. I know. Hopefully, I'm sure she'll do. I'm sure she'll do good at Salem and Toledo and wrap out the season on a positive yeah, note. For sure. Hopefully, we'll wrap out the season on a good note. We'll be back here to wrap up the show on Off the Record. And we're back here on off the record to wrap it up. Thanks again for Tony Bridinger for coming on with me on the show. And obviously, like we said, we're wrapping up the year. Arca series. We got two races left in the schedule, Salem, Toledo. And we talked about them and how, you know, you maybe you can take some notes from Bristol for, for Salem. And, uh, you know, you're, you're 10 points back on, on Greg for, for that spot, you know, could yeah. you overcome him? We'll, we'll find out, but obviously just looking forward to this next two races and kind of just, you know, recapping the the year that you've had, obviously making some progression. You felt like it's been well. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we'll end the season. I feel like I've been getting better, like every single race that I've been going to. I feel like ever since, let's say like ever since Pocono, I've kind of like, I feel like for a little bit, I almost felt like I was hitting not really a plateau, but it was just hard to really make improvements and going to all these new tracks. Um, so it's just kind of hard to like still build off of what I learned like the weekend before when you're going to this fully new track. But I feel like ever since Pocono, I've been making good progress and every race I've been improving. So I'm excited for Salem and Toledo. I feel like um, I've been moving in the right direction with my team. So I think we'll be able to finish out the season on a good note. Good. Awesome. And hopefully we finish, we do finish out the season on a good note. And as far as, you know, next year, do you feel like you're just, you know, going to keep making the rounds, keep making progression? You think you'll be back kind of doing the same thing next year? Yeah, um, I definitely next year, my biggest goal is to improve as a driver. So uh, I just want to get as much seat time as possible. So um, I'd love to like stay in like the Arca series and do late models and um, the new GR Cup stuff with Toyota. Just my biggest goal for next year is improving as a driver and just doing as many races as I possibly can. And yeah, uh, yeah just really get some good results together. Yeah. And as far as I know, there was a question that my old like podcast co-host Tommy Joe would always ask people he'd ask where where do you want to where do you see yourself in like five 
six, seven years? Like where, where do you see Tony Bridinger being at uh, as a race car driver? Just, you know, as a, as a person or even a, you know, an I, an icon. As, as yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, definitely the cup series, which I think it sounds kind of like one basic, I think every driver says that, but two kind of like far off from where I am right now. But, um, I mean, I told myself I'm going to get there, so I'll make sure it happens. <laughs> so you're going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so hopefully that all, uh, turns out well. And once again, Tony, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck when, uh, at Salem and Toledo and hopefully you. Uh, we'll see you back in action on the ARCA schedule next year. So thanks so much. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it.